Radio on RampFestRadio.com. We're not number one. God is. We may not be the best, but our purpose is to lead you to the best. Jesus Christ. www.RampFestRadio.com. Old school to new school. Classics to exclusives. Gospel, hip-hop, music, and videos. Live video interviews Monday nights at 8 p.m. Monday nights at 8 p.m. Watch. Watch. Learn. Learn. Love. Love. Support. Support. RapFest Radio on RapFestRadio.com. RapFestRadio.com. RapFestRadio.com.
Everybody singing, follow me. Get out your seat, follow me. Get on your feet, follow me. And take a walk with me. Welcome, welcome to Rapfest Radio, rapfestradio.com. We are here on a Monday night. You just finished listening to a song called Witness by my man Harlem Witness, who's here in the house today. We want to welcome you. Welcome to the, to our show. We, we we look forward to just kicking it with you and getting to know you a little better. <laughs> uh, why don't we start off? I mean, everybody knows you're Harlem Witness, but yeah. you, know, you do the introduction for yourself. How you guys doing? Um, first off, I just want to say to Bert that uh, I actually appreciate the opportunity for me being here at Rapfest Radio. So, um, basically, Harlem Witness, my name is Harlem Witness. Hi, everybody. Um, Harlem Witness means that uh, I'm originally from Harlem, but um, I currently reside in Staten Island, New York City. And um, I came up with Harlem Witness because um, I, I realized that I had an original rap name called Sean.D, but I didn't, um, I, didn't, I didn't really like it, honestly. So It's pretty cool. Yeah, Sean Dot D. I mean, Sean Dot D in the house. It's, I mean, I thought it was all right, but after, you know, actually, it started out as an email address. So, oh, okay. Um, you know, when I saw it, I was like, you know what? I think that that sounds a lot better. I think that it definitely hit home a little right. bit better. So, um, oh, that's cool, man. So let's go with the basic questions first, and then we'll get a little deeper. How long have you been doing the gospel? Act. Let's go even further back. Okay. When did you give your life to the Lord? I actually gave my life to the Lord when I was eight years old. Um, I was actually living down south at the time in South Carolina. And, uh, you know, my aunt, you know, she started pulling us into church and everything like that, slowly but surely, me and my brother and my older sister. And, uh, you know, I gave my life to the Lord when I was eight years old. But I didn't become serious, honestly, until I moved that back up to New York City. I was going to say, because eight years old is kind of young. Yeah. And though, you know... Anything can happen, and you know, people just be real serious even at eight. Absolutely. I was gonna like, what was that experience like at eight years old? At eight years old, um, I would say my view of the church was, you know, I knew somewhat about it. I mean, I you know learned Bible verses, um, heard most of the Bible stories and everything like that. But uh, you know, I I thought that I thought church was. I felt that I was kind of forced into it, so I didn't really understand what I was getting into. Mm. But as time progressed on, I actually started, um, you know, getting to know about God for myself. You know what I mean? And actually building, establishing and building a personal relationship with them. So that's actually one of the one of the ways that I actually came about getting into church and everything. Yeah, and you said it wasn't until later on when you when you moved on that you took God serious. Right. But what was it? That, what was that point that said, you know what, Harlem Witness, wake up. This is what it is. Um, at that point, actually, at that moment, I was living in Brooklyn. Quick story. Yeah, Brooklyn could do it to you. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn is real. Brooklyn is real. Uh, I was actually living in Brooklyn at the time, and uh, um, I was actually on my way to getting a haircut right across the street at the barbershop. And on that street corner, there was uh, construction workers, you know, working on, the, um, working on the ground and things like that. So I went across the street, and when I, before I was about to walk into the barbershop, there was a female construction worker standing pretty much right behind me. So 
I wasn't something I didn't exactly walk in there. I turned around to walk the other way and a gunshot rang out. And she I turned around and you know, she was actually laid out on the ground. She actually was shot. Oh wow. So I didn't it it really shocked me at that moment because I was like, Oh snap, like that that could have been me that got shot had I taken another step. So, you know, my mom came running downstairs and we all went back in the house and I went into my closet and I actually started crying. I broke down. I started crying, crying out to God. And I was just like, you know what? I got to take you seriously because you, you saved me from that. You know what I mean? And, and only God can save me something from like something can save me from something like that. Right. So I had to, I had to rededicate my life to God and just take him seriously. Wow, that's yeah. That that's scary. That yeah. can shake somebody. Yeah, it shook me up a yeah, lot. Yeah, if that don't shake you, nothing will. Yeah. Uh, so now, what church do you attend, or are you currently a member of? I'm currently a member at St. Phyllis Baptist Church. Hi guys, in Staten Island, <laughs> New York, and um, you know, my pastor is uh, Pastor Baker. He's a really cool pastor. Like he he's definitely helped me out in many ways. So that's my church. Amen. Amen. So as as a young rapper, you know. Considering you young, I guess because I'm old, I don't know what. <laughs> but uh, how long have how long have you been doing your gospel hip hop ministry? I actually started rapping. Actually, well, when I was younger, I actually wrote a lot of poetry, and um, I started rapping. I wrote my first Christian rap when I was 11 years old. I didn't start out, you know, writing hip hop and then putting God in it to make it sound gospel. But I started out as a Christian rapper, and I'm actually really appreciative of that because. I know there's a lot of people that don't think that Christian rap is authentic. But mm. for me, it was actually, I believe it was a God-given gift because the way it happened was I was on the A train. I was living in Brooklyn at the time, on the A train on my way to Harlem because that's where I attended church at the time. So I'm writing, you know, a poem, actually. And so something stopped me, and I flipped to a clean page, and I actually just, I just started writing. Kept writing, kept writing, kept writing. Wrote a full 16 bars. And um, it was Christian rap. I couldn't believe it. I told my brother, I was like, yo, ma, I just wrote a first Christian rap. Do you I remember can't believe it? it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, Come on, give us a little bit of it. You got to remember parts oh, of it. Oh, man, you're testing the memory here. <laughs> uh, actually, it's so funny because I remember my rapping name at that time was Sprite. And I spelled it S-P-R-Y-T-E. <laughs> Sean Dot D. You know, Sprite. I went through a lot of you transitions. Went, yeah. I did. I did. I, I went through a lot of transitions. I, I, I can't recall it, but it was, I know I mentioned Pokemon because Pokemon was out at the time and I was like, put your focus on God and not Pokemon or something like that. It was. And you're like, yeah, this is Yeah, I, I thought it was the greatest thing. I thought I invented Christian rap. I really did. Like, I was did. like, I'm the first Christian rapper. I don't care what nobody says. Like, <laughs> and that's what I was going to be my next question. At that time, were you aware of Christian hip hop around you at all? No, I, no, absolutely what, and what not. year, we're talking, what year is this about? Um, I was 11 years old, so that's probably around 99, 98, around there. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's that's bad for us Christian hip-hoppers out there. (laughs) 98, brother in Staten Island had not heard Christian hip-hop. We're doing something wrong. You know, but I believe even today there are a lot of people that are, I don't want to say oblivious to it, but they just haven't been exposed to it. Right. You know, whether their church just doesn't cater to that style of music, so... they don't play it. They don't care for it, you know, or yeah. or it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it goes both ways. I think the church can be accepting of it because you have to embrace 
every gift. You know what I mean? There's there's worship, there's praise, but there's also Christian rap. And I think that if churches begin to embrace what um, young artists like myself and others are doing, then it would it would make some type of impact on people. What kind of support do you get from your local church? Um, it's so funny because I actually joined the church recently over the summer, so it's I'm fairly new to the church, but um, I'm actually involved in the Staten Island Gospel Fest that's happening um, this coming Saturday. As a matter of fact, I'm a, one of the contestants for Christian Rap, and um, you know my pastor. It's so funny you mentioned that because my pastor just recently came to me this Sunday and was like, you know, hey, how you doing? Um, we're doing the youth event on the second Sunday in November. And he was he asked me to minister, so I was I, of course I said yes. I'm not right, gonna right. not gonna deny my pastor, of course not. So um, I think that that's when my pastor did that. It, it just showed me that he cares about my gift, you know. Right. And and it's only right that I use my gift to continue giving God glory. So how did he know that you rap? He actually knew I rap because of the first Staten Island Gospel Fest. It was actually. Last year, last year, Staten Island Gospel Fest, which was their second year, but my first time being there. So right. um, the whole church, they actually co- coordinate the Staten Island Gospel Fest. So they uh, asked me to audition. I went and audition. They accepted me. Um, I I won, praise God. And, um, you know, I'm in it again this year. So that's right. how. So is the Staten Island Gospel Fest similar to, like, the McDonald's Gospel Fest? or Yeah, it, it is, actually. Are there a lot of contestants? Like, how many people were you up against in this? I would say, well, this year alone, I'm I'm hearing that there's a lot, a lot of competition in, in my category. Like, there's probably about one, two, maybe maybe five, maybe more. You know, it really depends on how much they say. But I know this, this year's competition is definitely stiff. Now, I know we all Christians, and we all, you know, love your brother, yeah. don't hate on another. Yeah. But y'all must get... Like, I'm taking this. <laughs> Does that happen? I mean, it, I mean and, and if so, to like to what extent? Because many times, you know, I'm one, I, I always get scared of competitions. Yeah. You know, because I think competitions tend to help the flesh shine sometimes. Yeah. Because people, the contestants themselves can't handle it. You know, the, the coordinator could be doing it for a certain reason. Like, let's show there's a lot of talent, give somebody right. a prize, acknowledge their gift, yeah. and go on. But then, you know, one wins, four lose, those four start hating on this one, saying, oh, this one wasn't that good anyway, whatever, their yeah. favorite, and all of this stuff happens. <laughs> you know, so how, how do you how do you deal with that? Uh, well, me personally, I, I view it as um, all glory to God at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, we can all come together and Put on a competition. It's still a show, but it would be a competition, and everybody goes up and do their thing, their songs, and everything. But really, at the end of the day, what really matters is um, that God gets all the glory, you mm-hmm. know, out of, out of it all. Because I could sit here and say, it's I can't sit here and say that I'm the best Christian rapper, but I can say I'm the I'm the best at what God has given me. Hmm. Hmm. That's so. a that's a good statement. Yeah. That's a good statement, and you know, and every day you have to sharpen more and more and and dig deep, you know. So, a rapper as yourself, you said two years doing, I guess, officially as Harlem Witness. Yeah. Who inspires you in your music? Um, who inspires me? I would say I'd always listened to a lot of uh, R and B and gospel music growing up, and. The two artists that I stick to now that I would say definitely inspire me, I know to people they're going to hear this and they're going to be like, really? Like, I don't understand. But I would say Dietrich Cadden, Music Soul Child, 
John Legend, and Fred Hammond. Those four, because they all over the years, their um, their music hasn't changed, but their methods have. So they may reach different avenues and different things like that. But if you listen to all of their music, it's still the same to the core. I'm surprised there was no like heavy hip hop name mentioned there. Um, I I didn't grow up on hip hop honestly. I I grew up on you know listening to a lot of soul music, R and B, and even to this day I really don't I really don't listen to a lot of a lot of rap music. Um, I listen to a lot of singing. I I love well I, people don't know but I, I sing as well. All right, but um, so and I actually write my own. We'll have songs. you sing something later. <laughs> Most of we ask the rappers to freestyle, so we'll have you sing something. <laughs> Let them know, man. Let Why not? Know. Right? Why not? But uh, yeah, that that is interesting though, because I think ninety uh, percent of the interviews we have with yeah. people that we ask them, so who inspires you musically? They yeah, uh, Triple E or KJ or this one or that one, all rapper names. Yeah, you know. But I'm I'm a little surprised with that. Uh, so now let's let's get a little bit more into the life of Harlem Witness, like okay. who. Who would you consider your gospel hip hop mates right now? Like who? I don't want to say who you roll with, but who you roll with? <laughs> um, honestly, I you know I'm just starting to meet some of the other Christian rappers. As far as in New York, um, I read I, I read <laughs> I met Richie Righteous um long time ago actually. I actually saw him do a concert and it was I think it was a block party in Brooklyn actually. Okay. And I actually he ministered. This is actually when he was doing censorship. That's his first album. Nice. Um, I saw him rap, and I was just like, "Man, like that's that's a way that I want to go." You know, I actually saw Richie writing it, and that actually inspired me to continue, you know, writing the way I was writing. Uh, so I, I met Richie Righteous. I actually recently met Blaze Torch, and um, nice. you know, he came out with his album. He's doing his thing. Um, I met a couple of others, but you know, didn't really get a chance to really make that connection. But slowly but surely, things are happening. Nice. You know what? I'm, just because you mentioned Blaze Torch, I'm gonna just jump into this quick announcement. Okay. Because uh, the Bread Factory coming up November fourth at Sanctuary Fellowship, fourteen sixty nine St. Peter's Avenue. We actually have Blaze Torch coming out, as well as New Life coming in from Connecticut, and we have a surprise guest that we've been sworn to secrecy. We can't tell you who it is <laughs> or even what they do. Um, I can't give you any more clues because then you know they'll cut me off. But. <laughs> It's November 4th. It's a free event. Doors open at 7 o'clock. It's completely free, as I said. Yes, it's a youth event, but all ages are encouraged to attend. It's not limited to just young people. This is for everybody. Uh, Blaze Torch, as you know, is a great gospel hip-hop artist, uh, worshiper. New Life has some very nice music. They're from, from pretty far out Connecticut. I forget what town it is. Uh, they're going to be here. They have a nice mixture. of one girl and two guys, husband and wife and another guy in the group, and a surprise guest, which I can't tell you. That's free. Uh, also, because I'm doing announcements, I'll get them out the way. We could keep having fun here. Prodigal Son has a new CD coming out tomorrow called Welcome to Ohio. I was trying to get some music from him to play for tonight, but I got the announcement a little late. Couldn't work out. But tomorrow on holyculture.net, it's going to be available to download called Welcome to Ohio. It's a mixtape. Uh, by Prodigal Son, you guys know Hollywood Records. Just make sure you check that out. Um, and I think that's it for the announcements. Uh, if you're a young person and you're in the Boogie Down Bronx, Friday at Sanctuary Fellowship as well. A lot of announcements for them because that's my church, right? <laughs> uh, 
there'll be a, a special session slash talk on bullying. Stop bullying. Mm. So you want to come out to Sanctuary Fellowship. You want information on that, hit up sanctuaryfellowship.org. That's O-R-G. Or go to, uh, just go to sanctuaryfellowship.org. The flyers there, the information's there, and you get all the details. All right. So um, back to Harlem Witness. So Richie Righteous and Blaze Torch yeah. are kind of like your first introductions to meeting people in gospel hip-hop? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. I remember, I think the first time I heard your name yeah. came out of the mouth of Brian Smith. Yeah. <laughs> he actually, um, he recently actually passed. Yeah. Um, but uh, actually, I met DJ Brian Smith a long time ago. Um, he actually asked me to be a part of his show, which was um, Volume, speak, Speaking, mm. Spitting, and Singing the Cause of Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, he asked me to be a part of it. He, he called me up, was like, you know, I'm looking for a rapper. I got a singer and I got a spoken word artist. You know, why don't you come and be a part? And, I, and you know, it's so funny because at that moment, I said yes, but I was actually, like, really going through a tough time at that moment. And he just called me up and he was just encouraging me and was like, you know what? Don't even worry about that. God got you. You know, you're going to be all right. Just come on and minister. You know, just just do your thing for God. So I definitely appreciate that from him because he actually, that actually helped me out in a really, really major way. Yeah. So. Brian Smith. Still, I'm still in shock with Brian Smith passing. It's like yeah. a, a real big, major loss for yeah. gospel hip hop. Really is. Even though a lot of people didn't even know him. Yeah. You know, whoever did know, all they have is like good stuff to say yeah. about him. And I'm a witness to that as well. Uh, by the way, if you have questions, if you're in the chat room, hit us up with questions or you want to text us, go to 805 RapFest. You can send us a text or you can email us rapfestradio at gmail.com. I probably don't get to read your email on the air, but still, you can do that. Send your comments. I have a question coming in here. It says, uh, you mentioned before that you don't listen to much hip hop. Right. So the question says, if we don't listen to much hip hop, how do you stay aware of what's out so your craft doesn't get stale? That's a good question. Um, I think... I don't think hip hop is the only way to, um, you know, address what's going on today. You know, there's other mediums. I'm always online, and um, I have a blog. I have my YouTube channel. I'm always online, actually reading different blogs, and you know, paying attention to the news and the media and things like that. So I would say, you know, some people listen to hip hop to uh, create a song that's gonna um, maybe aid that that artist. But um, my my objective, the way I see it, is to write music that's gonna affect everybody, not just a hip hop crowd, so. My interpretation of the question, I think is more leaning towards the music itself. Okay. As opposed to the topics. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, what kind of music is out today? What are the rappers spitting like nowadays? Yeah. Where do I fit in with my craft and what the people are listening to? I think that, you know, I would consider myself, you know, a East Coast rapper, so I mean, I write in that style, but I don't, um, how can I put this? I don't look to hip hop to, to, to talk, to talk to them directly and address what they're doing. So when I'm like, when I'm writing music and what, let me clarify that when I'm writing music, I don't write to, to, uh, come at somebody, you know Absolutely. what I mean? I don't write music to. Um, press somebody, a hip-hop artist, on what they're doing as far as secular rap. I just really just write music from my heart. And, and um, you know, I just, you know, whatever situations I see in the whole world today, I just, you know, write music from that perspective. Right, right. It, I mean, and it, it's important because, you know, I listen to music all the time, yeah. all, all kind of music. I mean, I'm just 
music, music, music all the time. <laughs> and this year, of course, I think every other Christian hip hop artist in the world was doing the same thing, watching the BET yeah. uh, Hip Hop Awards, yeah. waiting for that moment where Lecrae came out and rapped. And he, yep. he, he rapped lovely. He tore it up. And, you know, listening to his flow there, after listening to all the other freestyle ciphers that came before it, yeah. that we were subject to listen to because we we're looking for this one little gospel moment. Yeah. Uh, his flow was right in line with everybody else's. Like you couldn't say, "Oh, that's a Christian rapper." Right. Not not because of the flow mm-hmm. or the style, you know. So what do you? I know you said you listen to a lot of the R and B and stuff, and and you write what's on your heart. But yeah, where where do you develop your style of music from? I would say I listen to a lot of uh, some other Christian rappers. I don't really listen to too much rap in general, but um. You know, as far as develop my, developing my style and my um, craft, I, you know, I constantly am, I'm always writing. You know, I actually was on my way here. I was actually writing some, you know, poetry, spoken word, and different things like that. So I would say I develop my craft. Um, you know, I read a lot of books that, that talk about music and everything and the history behind it. So I just, I really just try and take, fr- take bits and pieces from everything I see. You know nice. what I mean? And just, and basically just mesh it all together as much as I can and per- perfect my craft from that. And you mentioned that you sing as well. Did you study music at all? I didn't study music, no, I didn't. It's all coming from the heart. Yeah, it's really all coming from the heart, but some things I'm still fairly new at. You know, as far as like singing, I, I haven't recorded a singing song yet. You know, I've only recorded um, like hooks. So as far as me singing on a whole entire song or verse, I haven't gotten there yet, but right. slowly but surely. Another question coming in from the chat room. What do you listen to for musical slash song inspiration? I guess it kind of falls in what we've been talking yeah. about too. But Yeah. Um, gospel. I would say gospel as far as artists. I would say um, Marvin Sapp. He's, it's so funny because as I listen to, I, like I said before, I listen to Fred Hammond, but I'm listening to Marvin Sapp and I realized they sound really alike. But I didn't, so I read up on both of them a little bit more. And they was in, both of them were in a group called Commission back in the day. So mm-hmm. I, I learned that on my own. It's not, I didn't just come up with that on my, by myself. I had to actually, you know, learn about that. So I'm still, it's a lot of things I'm still learning. I'm not all-knowing. But um, as, You're not? I'm not. Oh, we got the wrong not. person here. <laughs> not all-knowing. Of course not. So, but um, I just, I'm definitely, you know, always looking to hear new music. Um, you know, as I said before, Dietrich Cadden. Uh, soul music, Sam Cooke I actually listen to, right. Otis Redding, I appreciate those guys. So, you know, it's a lot of music that I'm listening to and sorting through. Nice. Speaking of music, we want to go into another one of your tracks. It's called It Takes You. It Takes You. Every time I see it, I want to say It Takes Two. <laughs> uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about this song before we play it. It Takes You, I wrote it probably when I was about 13. I would say around the age of 13. Uh, I wrote it because... I, and the reason why, actually, it's actually one of my first singles. Um, I wrote it because I wanted to start with the gospel. You know what I mean? Before I wrote, I, I had it in my mind, like, before I write any other song, let's let's tell people exactly what we're doing here. So, basically, It Takes You is about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, whether it's through music. You know, I do it through my music. Some other people have, you know, their, their other ways or methods. So, I just wanted to let the world know about the gospel of Jesus Christ and continue to spread that. Amen. So check it out here on Rapfest Radio, rapfestradio.com. The song is It Takes You by Harlem Witness. Stay tuned. We're coming back with more.
It's your boy Harlem Witness. And I just want to let y'all know, it takes you to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it takes a voice to speak, takes a follower to lead, uh. It takes a farmer to plant his seeds, it takes a breath to breathe, takes a teacher to teach, uh. And it takes a friend to be friendly, it takes a hand to reach, it takes a preacher to preach, yeah. It takes a supplier to supply my needs, it takes God on my side to not be fake. I really want to know just do you have what it takes, it takes God to be your man of God. It takes Jesus in your heart to know that God loves you from the start, the Holy Spirit guides you to Jesus, who is the way your belief and faith will take you to eternity. It takes God to be your man of God. It takes Jesus in your heart to know that God loves you from the start, the Holy Spirit guides you to Jesus, who is the way your belief and faith will take you to eternity. It takes us to take it to the street. It takes one million men to take another million to the gospel. And this it. For the boat, taking the world, Satan to take your soul. Cause you in hell, not walking those streets to go, that ain't worth it. I'd rather you take a chance with God. You would be surprised what He would do to open your eyes. Just take the plank from your eyes so you can finally see. Just see your ways and not His ways, aka We don't know what He's doing, can't see His plans. The only thing left to do is put your life right in His hands to give God all your burdens, pains, hurts, and sorrows. To get the God on bread because there's hope for tomorrow. You ask me why I follow this J E S. He's the reason I confess He's the reason that I'm blessed He's the reason for the seasons The Lord of the harvest Yes! Hey, he's the Lord of the harvest It takes God to be your man of God It takes Jesus in your heart to know That God loves you from the start The Holy Spirit guides you to Jesus Who is the way your belief and faith will take you to eternity It takes God to be your man of God It takes Jesus in your heart to know That God loves you from the start The Holy Spirit guides you to Jesus Who is the way your belief and faith will take you to eternity It's about showtime and we're demanding Protection like Fred Hammond along the way That I'm walking on my lips while I'm talking, I'm sparking a Christian revolution No substitution, God is teaching us His ways Our ways lead us astray, can't even see where we going We walking and running into wars Like when a ball hits the wall in the game of handball All to goals, we're going up, it's not of God We're throwing up, already blessings in my life My cup is still filling up People complain and mourn, sit in the seat of the scorns With the remote in their hands, watching murder and pornography Honestly, Christians need to take a stand So as the people of God, we stand up with the Bible in our hands With the word hidden in our heart God was with us from the start If the devil wouldn't us walk us I saw that we start to swing We do our thing with Jesus He's on our side So we be chilling up in heaven With our best friend for life He's our life He's our help He's our everything Can't even count all the times We was doing our own thing Not listening Claiming we a Christian People call us a contradiction Look at them like How you living? That wasn't the point Like a pencil It's point blank That we was totally Living unholy It's unacceptable to God Our heavenly father Jesus Christ his son, our savior, coming at any given hour, holla, yeah man, like I said before, it takes you to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, we the light of the world, and we gotta keep on shining, yeah, it takes God to be your man of God, it takes Jesus in your heart to know that God loves you from the start, the Holy Spirit guides you to Jesus, who is the way your belief and faith will take you to eternity, hey.
You're listening to Rapfest Radio on RapfestRadio.com. That was It Takes You by Harlem Witness right here on Rapfest Radio, RapfestRadio.com. That's Harlem Witness' first single written at the age of 13, but just recently released in <laughs> right. September, September 1st, I think you said? Absolutely. So I want to say you heard it here first, but you probably heard it online. But... <laughs> Let's just say, oh, you heard it here first on RapFestRadio.com. Hey, our chat room, you know, one thing I love about our chat room and the people that listen to the show yeah. is they ask real questions. Okay. You know, and uh, we encourage that. We encourage you. If you have any questions that's on your heart, there's no silly question. There's no like, oh, why did they say that? No. It just, it helps us grow. And there's a comment slash question that's coming in. It says, you can't do hip hop and not listen to it. That's an oxymoron. That's what that's the I guess that's the comment part, and then the question says, so how do you support how do you support your fellow ministers? And I want to try to translate this question to say I guess they're saying ministers. If you don't listen to hip hop, that means you're not listening to other gospel hip hop ministers. So how do you support them? Okay, that's kind of like what I'm feeling from the question. Yeah, you know, yeah, that makes more sense there from what they're saying. Okay, um, well I I'll, I'll say this, um, really simply, uh, I. Personally, never like again. I never grew up listening to hip hop music, um, as far as secular. Um, currently, I do list do support my other fellow gospel rappers and Christian rappers, but um, I guess from what the question seems like to me is a separation of Christian rap and hip hop. Um, me personally, I don't address my music as what I'm doing as hip hop. I really call it just Christian rap. To me, they're two separate things. So. I'll say it that way. Well, I guess it's saying hip-hop as a music style itself. Because yeah. whether it's Christian or secular, it's hip-hop. And that's a, that's a big thing that we always have with, with some artists. Uh, even when we did the State of Gospel Hip-Hop. Yeah. One of the one of the things, I'll never forget Jesse, uh, Jesse Thompson. She said, whether you, if you're doing hip-hop music, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're doing it for, you just have to do the hip-hop music and do it right. Okay. You know, and that's speaking of the musical style. You know, I think the Christians we we've ter- taken that term and and con- converted it to so many different things to yeah. fit to fit our characters. You know, oh, it's gospel hip hop. It's Christian hip hop. It's holy hip hop. Yeah. It's you know, it's inspirational hip hop. Yeah. But the bottom line is that musically, it's still hip hop. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what's probably confusing people online when when they're asking those questions is. You know, when we say hip-hop, when I say, do you listen to hip-hop music? Yeah, I'm talking about all hip-hop music. Gospel hip-hop, uh, I don't know what else is out there, hip-hop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Japanese hip-hop, whatever. But it's hip-hop. Yeah. You know, because that's that's what draws your inspiration musically. I won't front. I'm watching the BET Hip-Hop Awards, and I'm like, yo, these are some hot beats that these yeah. guys are dropping. Yeah. You know, and naturally, your your mind, what it does, it takes you to what, where do we compare, musically speaking, and Christian hip hop, yeah, you know, not that we're supposed to compare, but it's there. You're listening, you're like, wow, we should have people like this out there. I mean, I, I agree with that because, you know, quality is definitely um, a characteristic. I think that Christian um, rap needs to build on because sometimes you'll get a mixtape and it's you know maybe twenty to twenty five songs on it, but only three sound up to par, and the right. other ones is just like. I really wouldn't listen to those. Like I, the way I see it is, when I'm writing a song, I cut. I have to ask myself, would ten of my friends put this on their iPods? Hmm. If they, if it can make it to the, and if only five of them would put it on, then 
I would say I would put the song as a mixtape, not necessarily on an album. Hmm. So, well, and speaking of mixtapes, it's funny because I've heard mixtapes where you know there'll be 15, 20 tracks, yeah. and three of them will really get you like, yo, that's hot. Yeah. Just for you to find out that that's somebody else's track. That's like a Ja Rule track or something like that. Like, I knew there was a reason why I liked it. It wasn't even there. Yeah. You know, hey, it's whatever. You guys know me already. That's the way I am. Yeah. Straight up. So when you're writing your music, what's your target audience? Like, who, who are you writing to? Because I know you said before, you're not writing to the secular hip-hop artists. Right. You know, you're not addressing them. Right. You know, so 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 what's your what's your focus? Like, who's your who's your audience? I would say two, two, two parts. I have a two-part answer. Uh, one part would be anybody that would listen. Um, my second part would be uh, any and everybody, honestly, because Christians, us as Christians, we all we all need encouragement, you know, and we all go through, you know, and the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. So we all go through trials and errors and things like that. So we all need encouragement. So I do write songs that's going to encourage us as a body as the body of Christ. But also, I, you know, for instance, like a song like the gospel, a song like the gospel, a song like It Takes You, which talks about <laughs> spreading the gospel. Um, I wrote that towards us as Christians to encourage us to spread it right, to those that don't that never heard it. Um, a song like Witness, again, that would be to the church because sometimes we get stuck and so relaxed inside the four walls and, you know, we need to branch out and definitely spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right, right. Uh, this could be. Uh, do you hang out more with? Do you? Do you hang more with singers or rap artists in your everyday life? Okay. Do you hang out more with singers or rappers? Um, singers. Really. Singers because. Uh, that's what I'm surrounded by. You know, mm. um, a lot of people that I've I've come across, for the most part, they're singers. They all sing, and they they either sing R and B or you know praise and worship music. And I think I, I I think me personally, I pay attention to more singers because they it's easier for them to connect with their audience. What I and the reason mm. I say that is because a rapper, I've seen rappers rap and they're not connecting with the audience, and it could That's be. Not a good rapper. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> a good right. It's not a good rapper. Right. You can be a rapper. It doesn't matter if you're a rapper or a singer. You should be able to dominate the stage and connect with your audience. If you are a singer or a rapper and you can't connect with your audience, go back and sharpen your craft. Right. That's true. Absolutely. She should have been sitting here. <laughs> you go, late, right? But, yeah, I, I listen to a lot of singers because, you know, I, I find it that they are more... They engage their audience a lot more, and the audience they they grab they if a if a rapper or singer is on stage and they're leading a crowd, the audience will follow them if what, they only decide to lead them. What is that? What is that deciding factor of determining uh, this one's not engaging the crowd? This one is like what do you look for, and and what do you do to engage the crowd? Um. What I look for as far as like... You're in the audience watching If somebody. I'm in the audience, you know, and I've been in the audience plenty of times. Um, it's like I see the mistakes. It's like something simple. Like if a mic stand is right in front of the rapper or the singer, and it's like, like you don't take the time to move <laughs> the mic stand and step up to the 
the edge of the stage, not so you won't fall, of course, <laughs> but step up to the stage and, and show people, um, show, show them what you're made of. You know, you got to show them what you're made of. You got to, you know, get people to stand up, you know, tell them. And, and that's okay to say, like, you could tell people, hey, stand up, let's rock out, you know? Right. You could, you can definitely do that. Um, I think sometimes as, as far as what I try and do, I try to get everybody involved, you know, and I kind of point groups out, you know, hey, y'all in the back, come up, don't be shy, come on up, you know, sometimes you just got to point people out and call it like you see it, so that way it'll, it'll wake your audience up, like, all right, somebody's on stage now and they're about to perform, so that's I, one of the ways. I wish I could take you to a, to a artist boot camp training thing that I went to. <laughs> it wasn't considered that, but it was that for me, Yeah. where I learned from a very well-respected musician and pastor, Pastor Joseph Henry Cortese over at Crossroads. Because okay. I was one of those, not, I'm not gonna say I was one of those, we were one of those, because we had a group of five of us, and we would get up on the stage, like, yo, throw your hands up, come here, yo, yeah. everybody come to the front, blah, blah, blah. And he sat us down, and I'll never forget this. We're talking like 15, 16 years ago. I'll yeah. never forget this. He says, if you have to tell them to stand, it's because they're not standing because they don't want to. Let your music make them stand. Yeah. Let your music make them approach the stage. Let, you know, let your music make them feel what you're doing. And I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because I, I still, when I go to freestyle, I love to mess around with the crowd. Yeah, throw your hands in the air, wait, you know, yeah. to engage, you know, the interaction and stuff. Right. But at the same time, I've seen the best of both both worlds. I've yeah. seen artists that could stand there, not even move, and have everybody come close because they're so in, you know, interested and, yeah. and engulfed in what they're saying. And I've seen artists spend 15 minutes on stage trying to get everybody to do what they say. Okay. You know, and one thing that I, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, guys, I know you're there, but we'll be right back with you. Uh, one thing that, that Pastor Joe made clear to us is many times, Someone's coming to your concert. Let's say it's a Friday night concert, which is a very popular night to do a concert. Yeah. Five days straight of work, eight hours a day, minimum wage for a lot of people, unfortunately, yeah. or maybe even cutbacks and you know overtime cut, whatever, yeah. stress, kids fighting, you know, cut off on the road on the way. People got lives. They, people got <laughs> lives. They, they're stressed. They come to church to just go, oh, thank you, Lord. And yeah. now, now the dude's up on stage screaming at me, telling me i got to come to the front. Telling me I gotta raise my hand. Y'all ain't feeling this. I ain't gonna do a song till everybody gets up. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I'll just get out of here. I'll go back to work. Yeah. You know. So I, I'm just saying that. That I, I don't, I'm not even looking for a response. That's yeah. just a comment that I thought I'd share because I find it interesting. And again, while I see what you're saying, and sometimes that could be dangerous too. Yeah. You know, when you start pointing people out. Mm -hmm. You know, because I I know some people personally that I say sometimes after I meet them when I get off stage, I say I'm glad I didn't point that dude out. He probably would have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some. People you meet them, they're like, yeah, man, I was just like going to shoot somebody. I changed yeah. my mind, you know, whatever. But just thought I'd say that. Uh, questions coming in for the chat room. Do you know Jazz from Harlem? I heard his music. I don't know him. I don't know. He's kind of been MIA for the last almost two years. I, so that that probably could make a difference. Yeah. But it's funny that they mentioned Jazz because Jazz is one of those artists who can put a mic stand down, mm -hmm. halfway back on the stage, dim lights, spit and everybody will come forth wow. because he's just that he he demands that kind of attention in the authority that he uses to speak his words mm -hmm. you know I, I've been hitting him up on Twitter so I'm trying to find him find out where yeah. he's at too but uh, 
he's definitely one of those artists. And there are some artists where they put the mic stand in such a distraction, it's because there's nothing else happening. Yeah. You know, it's like, hello, anybody <laughs> home? Anybody home back there? But uh, okay, so you've heard of him. Yeah. Jazz, where you at? Hit us up. Uh, what is your background? Ethnic, national, uh, musically? Okay. Musically? Musically? I guess they're saying musically. We'll, we'll go with musically. If it's wrong, if you're in the chat room and you want some more information, just hit us up again with more, you know, add to the question. So what is your background, musically speaking? Uh, my background, musically? Um, what do they mean by that exactly? Like, I guess it goes back to the question we asked before. Did he study music? And he said not necessarily. No, I didn't um, study music, but, you know, I read a lot of blogs. I'm always online, so I read a right. lot of blogs, um, read different articles and things like that, different websites, because... I don't want it to just be, uh, I don't want to just sit here and say, all right, I'm putting out song, 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 mixtape, mixtape, whatever. I want it to be deeper than that because I want to definitely establish a career in it. So, you know, I would say definitely check out sites like ASCAP or BMI right, absolutely. and different things like that. Because absolutely. if you can't get, if your paperwork isn't in order, then you, you can't really put out your music. It's not safe. So, And let me, let me just bear witness to what you're saying because... Uh, Harlem Witness was at the State of Gospel Hip Hop Conference seminar session, whatever you want to call yeah. it, that we had uh, last year or mm -hmm. the year before last. I think it was last year. Last year at the Sanctuary Fellowship Church, where we had Wado, Trey, Jesse Thompson, Richie Righteous, uh, DJ Newman, Brother E, myself, uh, and Tonic from Cross Movement. Whole panel. We we were up there just sharing stuff, and he was there. He was there because we, we said we were going to, we shared a lot of information that day. We shared right. the ASCAP, the BMI, all yep. that stuff because it's important. And that's part of building your ministry, building your craft Definitely. as well. Uh, you mentioned before culturally, that you, I'm sorry? Culturally. Culturally? <laughs> yeah, okay. And how he grew up, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. So okay. culturally. Um, you know, I grew up listening to, you know, R&B, gospel, uh, some soul, but it wasn't until I actually had to develop a relationship with music myself because I lost I lost track because I listened to so much rap and hip hop at different times in my life so I had to kind of just readjust my mind from that and actually get to the root of music so I started listening to you know different genre a whole bunch of different genres mm -hmm. classical um, jazz um, not too much hip hop but you know some hip hop um, then I started listening to Christian rap, gospel. So mm -hmm. just any genre that I could that I haven't listened to before, I started listening to those. And you're born and raised in New York City, right? In New York, amen. Well, that's good stuff. So you mentioned before that you sing, right? So I want to put you on the spot. Oh man! <laughs> you want to say, can I ask a question? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait up! I want to make sure we can hear. We're good. Okay. You you had mentioned before where you feel singers have a better command of audience and stage, right? So why did you choose to be a rapper and not a singer? Wow. Um, I actually have, I use, well, right now at this time, I actually decided to start in Christian rap because um, not that it's easier, but that's where I, that's what I started doing. And I, and I actually answer your question because I actually started singing and rapping at the same time, which was at my age of 11. And I didn't like my voice, like my singing voice. I honestly didn't oh. like my voice. So I kind of closed that door and I was like, you know what, let's continue with Christian rap. So I kept writing songs, but then as time pressed on, I would find myself writing one or two gospel songs 
at different times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even writing Christian songs, like stuff you hear on 99.1 mm-hmm. with acoustics, uh, I started writing in those that, those styles. And I was like, who's going to sing these songs that I'm that I'm writing? Me. <laughs> so okay. it, it actually, God put me on the spot because it was like, you can't, if God gave you a gift, you can't shun it. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't just be like, oh, well, I don't like this because, you know, it doesn't sound right and stop doing it just because you think that your voice isn't right. But I had to just learn to love my voice for what it is. I can't, everybody can't sound like a Usher. Everybody can't sound like a John Legend. Everybody can't sound like a Mary Mary. You know, you have your own voice and you got to use it. Still doesn't answer my question. Why did you choose to do rap when God is pouring into you all these songs to sing? And, you know, at least what I'm trying to understand is where do you think God is pointing to for you to be a rapper or a singer or both? Because both. the comments that you're stating and how you portray hip hop in a way, yeah. it seems like it's not something you really back. Yeah. Because you don't listen to it, you know, or, you know, the way you portray the Christian rapper where he can't command an audience. Yeah. And most of your surroundings is with singers and you have a singing background. So I'm kind of confused to where is your strong suit and where do you think is the strongest pull? Because if you think the strongest pull is towards your vocal ability and singing, right. then you're doing an injustice to yourself and God's calling upon your life. That's mm. true. Mm. So, you know, I think you need to really sit down and rethink yeah. between you and God, you know, where do you really want me? Because, like, my my views towards hip-hop is not a view of a, someone, of, of a minister of hip-hop, really. Because if you're a true minister of hip-hop, I think your viewers should be different as far as supporting the music, as far as your feel of the command and authority of a rapper on, you know what I'm saying, yeah. on stage. But when you speak of music, it's like your whole continent changes and you have like more words to speak about it. And it's just, to me, and I may be wrong, but I think it's something you really need to sit down and, and search for yourself between you and God. Yeah. You know, which way, where do you want me, God, that I could be the most effective and feel confident about my craft? Okay. Um, I would say for me, uh, Christian, like like I said before, I don't, I don't view um, what some people or what you guys perceive as, you know, gospel rap or gospel hip-hop. I don't view gospel hip-hop as what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Okay. I view what I'm doing as as Christian rap. So that that's why I say that I believe it's two I believe it's two separate things. That Christian rap and Christian hip hop is two separate things. I don't claim Christian hip hop. I don't I don't consider myself a hip hop artist. I consider myself a Christian artist. You know, because I do rap and I do sing. Actually on my failure it's not an option mixtape, I'm singing and rapping on certain songs. Like I oh, think okay. it's probably about two or three songs that I'm singing and rapping on. So, and, that, and that makes a lot of sense with yeah. what you've been saying throughout, yeah. right. you know, the singing and the rapping. So actually, you have a, you have an advantage, right? Because if you do want to do your rap songs, but you know the singing brings them to the stage, you can sing a song first. And right. When they get there, they go, uh, check <laughs> one two. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I actually did a concert on September thirtieth at a Hebrews Christian Coffee House in Staten Island, and you know, I, you know, before my set, you know, I actually went up there. 
and I normally I would just go into my set, you know, go into my songs, rapping and everything. But I actually tried something different. I tried to, I, I I didn't try. I actually sang um, Dietrich Haddon's "He's Able," and and that song has been on my heart for a long time because I've been going through like different situations in my life where I had to believe God that He was able to do it. You know what I mean? I actually actually recently started working again. So, um, you know, over the summertime, it was actually kind of difficult for me to, to, to get around and do certain things because I honestly didn't have the funds to do it. Right. So the fall, when fall came around, I actually was hired at a, a company actually in the Staten Island Mall. So I'm working again, praise God. Right. So, you know, actually and with, with that song, I, I started singing He's Able, Dietrich Haddon, because... That song really, really helped me out through some tough times. Right. Like it really, really did. That's big. You know, I was gonna put you on the spot singing, but I want to do something different instead. Okay. Because uh, I have a video here by artist Raw Servant, okay, uh, featuring Saint Matthew, and I kind of wish I, I had a telephone call with him on right now to ask him because he seems to be shifting a little bit too from the hardcore rapping. When, I, when we first met him, he was straight up, rolls up, wah, 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 braids crazy. And now he's more smooth, worshipy, mm -hmm. singing, a little bit of rap. His sound has changed. So I'm wondering if his you know mindset is similar to what you're saying yeah. and experiencing at the same time. But I want to play this track uh, called Almighty featuring St. Matthew. Uh, it's a new music video. just came out recently. So check it out. And then we're going to come back. With some final comments and words here with Harlem Witness, Rapfest Radio, Radio RapfestRadio.com. Check it out. Ready, boy. Yeah, man, more life on the phone. here, Rafi. Don't know King Jesus Christ, the Almighty. Out of fire burning, you know what I'm saying? Ever living, ever lasting. Yeah, man. I wanna go blasting. Yeah. You don't know, say, but alongside raw servant. Yeah, man, straight up to serve God. Whatever the road we are trod. Hey, yo, check out what I want, see?
Boy, Raw Servant featuring St. Matthew. The video's called Almighty Film in Jamaica. Great stuff. Like I said, Raw Servant has changed his style some. I'm not even going to say change because he always had a little bit of that, but now it's showing more. You know, so that's Raw Servant. That's why it's called Raw. Raw. You never know what you're going to get with him. Uh, man, we, we've been kicking it here with Harlem Witness, uh, shaking him up a little bit and, you know, putting him on the spot, give him some air sometimes, you know. Of course, of course. Uh, but that's what this is about, you know. We want people to know who Harlem Witness is. Yeah. So that way, after they know who you are, they'll support anything you do, whether it's your singing, your rapping, yeah. uh, whatever whatever it is you end up doing, they'll yeah. support because now they'll know you. That's Absolutely. why we say, you know, listen, learn, love, and support. We want people to learn who you are, love what you do, and then support you in anything that you do. I like that. Uh, so we're, we're almost done. What I want to ask you, if you have anything you want to leave the people with, anything you want to say uh, to the people that have been watching? Um, well, first off, I just want to say thank you all guys who tuned in. Thank you all for watching. I appreciate it. And uh, um, I will say that I'm, I'm still young. I'm still learning. And, you know, I'm not 
I don't ever want to sit here and get all prideful and say, you know, hey, I know everything. And, you know, right, I don't ever want to say that. So, you know, some things that I'm still like, you know, like I said, I'm still, you know, pretty much breaking in. But I haven't come this far on my own. I just want to give Amen. all praise and honor to God because he's the one that brought me this far. I've been involved in various events in New York City. I actually had an opportunity to travel to New Jersey. And it, I didn't acquire any of those things on my own. So I just want to give God all the praise Amen. and all the honor and glory. Amen. So now, you know what I want to do now, right? What's up? Before we play this last video for the day, uh, I want you to sing a little something. So we can talk. We can hear this voice you've been talking about. <laughs> all right. Uh, I might as well go for it, right? Um, yeah. It don't have to be a whole song. Just a little, like, just I guess, little equivalent taste. of 16 bars. Um, I'm going to sing... Dietrich Haddon, uh, he's able. Been talking about it for a long time. It's been on my heart for a long time. And um, just just the words alone, I just want you guys to listen to the words. And, you know, I'm singing this to you guys, but also to myself, because we all go through tough times, and, you know, God is able to do anything. So. <clears throat> Exceedingly... Abundantly above all, all you can ask or think according to the power that had worketh in you, you and me. God is able to do just what he said he would do. And he's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, cause he won't give up on you. He's able. God bless y'all. He's able. Yeah. Yeah. Harlem Witness. Again, go to harlemwitnessmusic.com. Download whatever video music you can get from there. Uh, check out his video blogs. There's there's links up on the site. It's uh, what's the YouTube link? YouTube.com slash Harlem Witness. Harlem Witness. Yep. Uh, every Friday he's posting something, so you can check that out. And again, just hit him up on his on his AOL Harlem Witness at AOL.com let him know you watched the interview comments ask him where he's going to be at next the next thing coming up is on the 22nd right the well, 20 22 right 22nd. yeah, yeah 22nd. October 22nd um, I do my homework man. Staten Island Gospel <laughs> Fest I got the confused I got the dates confused um October 22nd is the Staten Island Gospel Fest I'm going to be uh, ministering performing um and and competing so um, you know, come on out, support your boy. Tickets are, uh, actually tickets are sold out. Tickets oh, right. are sold out. I saw that. But they are you can, you know, come to the door and purchase tickets. It's gonna be at Snug Harbor in Staten Island. Everybody knows what Snug Harbor is, it's right there on Richmond Terrace. So Amen. So that's October twenty second, Staten Island Gospel Fest. Check it out, support Harlem Witness, and also check out all the different ministries that are there. You might find somebody else that you really like their music, never heard of them before. True, true. Uh, don't forget, November 4th, The Bread Factory featuring Blaze Torch, New Life, and a surprise guest that's going to be coming out <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, Welcome to Ohio Mixtape by Hollywood Records, Prodigal Son. That releases tomorrow on holyculture.net. Make sure you check that out. Uh, as far as announcements, I think we're done. Oh, Friday, if you're a young person, 
Um, what's, what's the age group for the youth at the church? From like 13 to 18? Uh, 13 to 18, 13 to 19, something like that. Uh, a bullying. Stop the bullying is the topic that's going on Friday at Sanctuary Fellowship, 1469 St. Peter's Avenue in the Boogie Down Bronx. You want to make your way there. Doors open at 7 o'clock. Check it out. Yo, I want to leave you guys with this video that's up. I think it's on the front page of holyculture.net right now called Put Me In. The group is forever from St. Lou. You can check them out at youtube.com or twitter.com slash forever SL or facebook.com slash forever SL. STL or SL? STL. STL? Okay, that's what you said. Yeah, look for, look for them. Just look for them. Go to holyculture.net. You'll see the information. But I want you to check out this video. It's a nice, nice track that they have there called Put Me In. You're listening to Rapfest Radio, rapfestradio.com. You will learn us because we are out of control. See you guys next week, 8 p.m. Peace. Kingdom dope.